The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right, yeah. What? What? Lots of pop and circumstance today. Yes, What indeed. is going on? You know what stinks is we would have had Jimmy in one window with a hard hat, Sherrod in another with his graduation gown and cap, <laughs> me wearing pink because it's Mother's Day. I've got Mother's Day flowers right behind me there. Um, and everything happened today. Sherrod gets his master's. Uh, mothers everywhere celebrate and rejoice. And Jason Tatum uh, absolutely has a big boy put it in the books oh my. talk about this one for years to come uh playoff performance and the celtics beat the sixers and advance they did it again back-to-back years Sherrod backs against the wall in round two they win game six on the road they come back in a tight one they come back and win game seven um last year it was tatum with the game six heroics extending the season this year uh in what was a tight game ish uh tatum and co put it away so uh it's impossible to not start with tatum because it's incredible how much he rewrote his script right uh you're talking about a person who we were i mean we were minutes from starting to question who this person was you know and whether this person was everything that people say and we've said and we believe that he is or could be and in five quarters he completely rewrote that, rewrote the whole script. Yeah, I mean, this was this was in top five Tatum. We saw this was next level yeah. Tatum. Uh, the way he was able to just establish his presence, his impact from the opening tip off, and never really relented. You never felt as if there was a moment in the game where he wasn't in control of anything and everything that was happening. And I was a little bit surprised that Philadelphia really didn't play with the kind of sense of urgency. And by that, I simply mean when a guy has a cook in the way he did. I would have thought they would have tried to make work a little bit harder to get the ball out of his hands. And that just didn't happen. I mean, they pretty much whenever Tatum, they'd run that pick and roll and and there'd be a switch. They didn't do anything additional to try to get the ball out of his hands, even though he was cooking everyone on that Sixers roster. Joel, you got some of that. Uh, Tobias got some, some of that Melton, you know, Max, you name the player. They, they definitely, uh, he was feasting off of them. And flip side to that, Philadelphia got maybe the best, quarter of play that they could have imagined from P.J. Tucker, one of those four fifth option type guys. And that was it. That was literally the only guy that they could look at as this thing unfolded that was giving you a little bit more and play with that kind of urgency that you need to have in order to win a game seven. So uh, props to Tatum for just simply big boying up and just handling his business. So here's the thing. There's one way to look at it. A lot of people would be like, well, you know, the shots fell this game. There was more to it than that. You know, when he was feeling it, he started hitting a few of those swagger in your face threes. But Mm -hmm. he was doing his work. This is where people are going to be like, well, the shots went in. It was more than that. He did the majority of his work, and he only made one three in that first half. Um, He did the majority of his work all over the place, even worked in some mid-range, found a way to get himself to the basket. Uh, Even after eating a couple in that first quarter, yeah, he scored some, but he was also throwing a couple up. Philly had like six blocks. Kind of felt like it might be one of those, like, let's force the issue games. There was no flow. No flow to that offense at all. I was pretty worried in that first quarter, the way the Celtics offense looked. Um, you, you knew P.J. Tucker wasn't going to – you're not going to have a 40-piece a forty piece from Tucker. Generally speaking, I didn't like what I saw out of the Celtics offense. A lot of one-on-five. 
Um, and then everything kind of changed. I think Tatum opened it up by, you know, scoring a little bit on his own, just making a lot more of the right reads. Ball mm-hmm. started moving a lot, a lot, a lot better in those uh, in that second and third quarter. Uh, and mm-hmm. everything just kind of changed. But, I mean, even though he went off and he had, what, you know, 20 – how much was it at the half? 26, 20 – I don't yeah, know. 25 or 26, something like that at the half. I mean, you get – have you ever seen a quarter like that third quarter? No, it's been a while. I mean, if I had, I can't remember last time I seen that. But the cell, the thing that that and you touched on this a second ago, uh, the reads that Tatum was making was the best he's done in that particular area. I think certainly in this series, maybe ever. Uh, he didn't settle. You never felt as though the shots that he was taking, no matter where he was in the shot clock, were shots that he'd settle for. I, a great example of that was, I believe, it was the second or third quarter, where he's got a pretty good look at the three, but rather than take that shot with like four seconds on the clock, he dribble drives, penetrates, gets into the lane, and finishes at the rim just before the shot clock goes off. And those were the type of plays that we had not seen in any type of abundance up until this game. Um, but to me, the, the keys to, to them winning was just his ability to read and react appropriately at on offense and Jalen Brown's ability to take what seemed like not that big a moment but make it into something that it seemed they were a different team afterward when he got smacked in the mouth by James Harden and that was to me I thought that was the end game turning point where the Celtics became a different kind of team blood is dripping off his mouth and you know and and they became a very different team it was almost as if that was the wake-up call that okay we can't just play well we just got the we have to play great and it can't just be jt carrying a little we also have to contribute to this it was a little bit because i mean i you know i don't want to say sleepwalking but like i didn't feel the defense was as connected early i didn't feel like they were fighting through the screens as easily i didn't feel like they were rushing to the ball like that defense in the third quarter looked exactly like the 2022 team. It mm-hmm. was not – this wasn't a, well, Philly's shots didn't fall. How many times is the ball in somebody's hands 40 feet from the basket and had mm-hmm. to force it after the Celtics just didn't allow them anything? The way that they were playing, the the, the, the timeliness of the switches and the doubles mm-hmm. um, was totally different than what they were doing before. You could look back on some of the early games. It was like – why didn't he come off his guy to double there? Why didn't he do that? Why didn't he do that? You could see it. Like, what are they doing here? They're they're making it easy on him. This was one of those like everything is hard games. That looked like Philly trying to play offense there in that third looked like the worst thing I've ever seen. The Celtics were absolute just stranglehold. And then Tatum just lost his friggin' mind. All of those step back threes. And it was, I mean, it like that i mean 33 to 10 freaking unbelievable uh we're gonna welcome toscano back in yeah i see you buddy i see you mr hard hat i see him let's bring him in we we, we need a we need we need that lunch pail mentality uh let's go Jimmy. Show. let's go so we're gonna bring in uh jimmy toscano right in here with bang switch the graphic there it is there he is <laughs> what up jimmy let's go you guys hear me Tell me you can hear me and then I'm live. We got you. We got you. We hear you. We hear you, my friend. Okay. This was a game I've been waiting for for a long time. And I think I speak for a lot of Celtics fans when I say that. This was a game that we knew Tatum had in him, that we knew the Celtics had in him. This is the outcome that I think Celtics fans assumed when people like our good friend Bobby Manning picked the Celtics. And... 
It took seven. <laughs> it took seven games to get it. John, John did, did pick Celtics in seven. We all know Give that. John he doesn't want to take a Let him, because he said he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to have to take a victory lap. So we won't. We won't allow him to. Thank God, because this game where you kind of felt, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Vindicated. You felt vindicated for what you thought you knew about this team in a way, if you're a Celtics fan, green team or all that stuff. And unfortunately, consistency has been a problem for the Celtics. But tonight, Jason Tatum had one of those, you know, career nights that we know that he has in him, the 50 plus points. Um, completely different person than he was in game six through three quarters. And he caught on fire in, in the fourth quarter and he's just riding that out. So great. The Celtics have tons of momentum, good, uh, good vibes only heading into the Eastern conference finals against a heat team that really, yeah, they're, you know, credit to them, but they have no business being in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, again, this is this is like the bubble all over again, But and the, except now the Celtics are way better uh, than the Heat were. Uh, I'm hoping the Celtics take care of business in this one and get to the NBA Finals. I think everybody who's followed this team this year knows that they're capable of just that, and uh, I think we're just positive vibes only. Um, heading into the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. We can keep the positive off? vibes. Am I off or am I off? Jimmy, we can keep the positive vibes, but let's also keep the respect for the game. Miami didn't just walk into the – they beat some pretty damn good teams to get where they're at now. I can't – listen, they're, the Celtics, without question, should go in as a favorite, but this is not going to be a cakewalk because they have a guy – and Jimmy Butler, who we have seen put his team on his back and carry them to victory. They have a lot of guys who can knock down shots. This is a this is gonna the series is not gonna be a, a four or five game series. At least six games. This is gonna go. At least six. Yeah. Speaking of this, this is what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, Jason Tatum. Um, he started inside. He went out. Um, I did not see this as the path for them. I did not. I, the way Philly started and the way they were blocking shots and the way these guys looked going in there, this felt like the same type of uh, struggles we've seen the last few games with them not quite sure how they were going to get points. I was definitely concerned uh, on the uh, on how the Celtics were going to find buckets here. And credit, uh, they kept going. And Tatum didn't just keep doing the same thing. He just started doing it better. Uh, his just reads were better. His rim reads were better. You know, he had mm-hmm. one where he just was tripping over himself, stumbling towards the thing and flipped one up. And like Embiid blocks that a thousand out of a thousand times. I was like, ah, man, you know, he's and then just all of a sudden it was shiftier. He was going at the right time. He When he had the matchup, he was beating people. Uh, he had a couple of mid range. I loved one like free throw jumper. He pulled up over Melton. I think that that's the key. I think that's such a huge key for him to be able to do that. Uh, but he was just creative the way that he was getting to the basket and getting to the rim and able to finish out in front of Embiid instead of trying to shoot it over him, uh, especially when he got him on a switch a couple times and was able to beat him to the basket. <laughs> so really, really good stuff from uh, from Tatum there. As far as Miami, we'll spend a good time previewing them. I am not uh, – look at this. Is this Nick giving us juice? Yeah, I just had that up there. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Why I got to mm-hmm. answer. Thanks, these. Nick. Why do I wear why do I wear a hat? I don't know. I just get I'm, I'm kind of lounging around. Yeah, I'm sometimes. We're all wearing you know, hats. 
We're all wearing hats. Why we're wearing different hats right now? Um, because yeah, we're different. Hat. We're I'm different. I am not. Uh, I am. I. Congrats, Sherrod. I don't know if John. I'm sure John already said it, but congratulations today, Sherrod Blakely. Uh, graduated. Uh, is it high school, Sherrod? Uh, no, it, it'd be homeschool, home Jimmy. Homeschool. Home I got a master's in homeschool. You should try some. There's only one graduate of homeschool. Sadly, you're right. Uh, <laughs> All good. Uh, All Sherrod, good. Sherrod with the masters, right? Is that accurate? With the Masters, yeah. Yeah, Masters today, Doctor oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. No, but but listen, the, the, the true schooling was, was what Tatum and the Celtics did out there tonight. I mean, this is this is basketball one on one, game seven. I mean, you your best player carries you for most of the night, and it's up to the opponent to make adjustments. And Philadelphia never did. They never did anything that even remotely looked like an adjustment on Tatum. And if he is getting the switch to the guy he wants to defend him, and he's getting to the rim, he's getting the mid-range, he's getting the three-ball, you know what's going to happen. You're going to get your ass whipped. And that's exactly what Philly did. I, I couldn't understand why they didn't put up more of a fight uh, to try to get Tatum, the one guy who had the hot hand from the beginning to the end, get him off his rhythm in some way. And they just, they never tried. It never seemed like they tried to change. If I'm a Sixers fan, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm livid that, you know, Ooh. Tatum just didn't, he, he, they did not, Tatum didn't feel them at all, at all. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, and Joel, Joel cannot say the same. I, I thought this was Al's best game defensively um, against Joel. Got him away from a lot of the spots he's comfortable with. Blocked the shot at least once or twice. Uh, gave him hell. And, and Joel finished with just 15 points. Uh, MVPs aren't supposed to finish with 15 points in game sevens. Should not happen. Yeah, should they're not. not. Um, no. You know, <laughs> I would not be Story. stunned. Your I'm not letting him off the hook. I, I would not be stunned if you find out Embiid's going right under the knife as soon as, you know, the season is over here with, with, the, with the knee stuff. What I will say is... They did the right, they did it right, and it was a you know a big man Al sort of game with Embiid, but they played him the right way. It's that whole. It's not everything is not black and white. It's not shoot threes, don't shoot threes. It's how you get the threes. It's the type of threes. Are you able to you know go inside out? It's not double or don't double Embiid. It's when you double Embiid, and they were really smart about when they did it. You do it as soon as he puts the ball to the ground, you know, and you try to get there when his back is turned and he puts the ball down and he tries to boom. That's where you attack, and they cause some turnovers and they make it so he's got to kind of wrestle with it. Uh, really, really smart with it. The rest you play him straight up and you don't hack. You don't. You don't. You just put your body there and you 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 just kind of let it happen. And you know. When he's about to put it down or go up with it, the help can come over and make it a little bit more challenging for him, make him make a decision there. Uh, they were really smart with how they played him. I thought the execution on defense was incredible. The way they played the pick and roll, so, so much better today. Uh, Harden, Harden checked out in the third quarter. See you later. Say hi to say hi to Ime for us. Yeah, what, so uh, what changed in that third quarter? What what happened? The defense was 2022 defense. I really was. I don't know what it was. They just – Locked it in. I mean, the Philly side will say that they 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 mailed it in, but this, did that not look like uh, the defense from last? You know, from like fifteen months ago. It totally did. Yeah, and and that's and that's what they have to do when they heading into the next series. I mean, their defense really does have to carry the load because Miami, from an, even though Miami doesn't 
make you think great offensive juggernaut. They got a lot of guys that can knock down threes. Max Strews can knock down threes. You know, Jimmy Butler, when needed, can knock down big late game, must have type threes. Uh, they, you know, Kyle Lowry is a, is a good three point shooter as well. Gabe Vincent may be the one guy that we weren't talking much about last go around that we need to focus more on because he's proven himself to be a pretty damn good player. So this is not, and we're not even talking about Bam Adebayo and just the impact he can make on the game. So Miami, like I said, this is, they're not going to just show up and get that ass whipped. They're going to compete. And the Celtics, they're going to have to, defense is going to have to be the imprint that they have to put on this series if they're going to get back to the finals. Sherrod, you want to tell them why it's a Sherrod Blakely and not just the Sherrod Blakely? A is for Anthony. Anthony Sherrod. Anthony Sherrod. He, he is still the Sherrod. Not the Sherrod. It's A Sherrod. Blakely. Um, but, but you are the you are you are the. You're one still the Sherrod Blakely, but you all are also A Sherrod Blakely. The government but, knows me as Anthony. Right. Yeah. The feds but, know me as Anthony. Yeah, yeah. I, so here's the thing. <laughs> they, they know you well. I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm not, they do. <laughs> as far as the heat go, you you know me. I said it in round one, stay the, stay as far the F away from them as you, as possible. Um, because I don't want Butler. I don't want Spolstra, but I, I didn't want them as a, what as a round one matchup. I do want them as a round three matchup. The reason you don't want them round one is because you're still getting your sea legs under you, your playoff legs a little bit. Joe's figuring stuff out as Marcus will have us, uh, have us know he's still learning. Um, and they're teaching him. And so I wanted a couple rounds under his belt before things before you run into a coach like Spolstra. When you get into the conference finals and if you're clicking and you're playing anywhere close to your level of basketball, I don't care if Red and Lenny Wilkins and Phil Jackson and whoever is over there. I just don't think they've got. Hey, easy. Don't put Red in that And I love. Don't put Red in that bunch, buddy. And and Belichick, all of them. I love Jimmy Butler. (laughs) I love Jimmy Butler. I respect the hell out of him as much as any athlete, period, in sports. Sounds like you don't. I love him, and I love – uh, I, I love Spolstra. I love very little else about the Heat. I, I really love do. Lamp. Um, I love Lamp. So we'll get into deeper predictions as time go time goes. But I think like I think Miami's made it as far as they could go. I would not be surprised. But John, relatively easy Celtics series. I'm not going to lie. That's just that's that's where I'm coming from. But but if the Heat if the Heat gets get to the Eastern Conference Finals, doesn't that kind of confirm all your fears about the Heat? The fact that they made it. No, that far because I think they a beat a, bit? Like I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I don't because I think I think they beat a broken Bucks team. Um, I think Giannis what missed basically two two games, two and a oh, half, basically uh, 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 unaffected there. Um, they were showing a lot of problems. They were nowhere near as good as their record. A lot of the analytics people weren't as high on the Bucks, even though Vegas for some reason was. Um, but the Vegas, uh, after they went down, everyone's like, yeah, we should have seen it coming. A lot of problems with this Bucks team. Bucks team was more flawed than we let on. And the Knicks made it as far as the Knicks were going to make it. That's about yeah. it. This is this is what they had in there. So I I don't think – I. I, I I think against a fully stacked Celtics or Philly team, I think I think Miami would have had a really difficult time against either, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. But who knows? Sure. Uh, you know, props to them. Like I said, I freaking love these guys um, because they have a great coach and they have Talk, Butler. And they're going to have a problem. Well, listen, uh, but, the, the, but there's familiarity here. They're not stupid. Right. They've they've played them enough to know what's on the other side. 
Right, right. And they, they, they know that they're dealing with a team that is well coached and has a guy that can carry teams to wins in the postseason. Uh, so you're you're I think their antennas are going to be a little bit higher up in this series going in than they would normally be. Uh, and, and, and again, the Heat, you know, they did exactly what teams in their situation is supposed to do. If there is a crack in your opponent's armor that you can take advantage of, you absolutely milk that. And against Milwaukee, knowing that Giannis was either going to be missing games or when he returned, he wouldn't be at full strength. They did a great job of taking advantage of that opportunity that was given to them that they had nothing to do with. The Celtics, conversely, did not do that. When Joel beat misses game one, you need to win that game like you did game seven. And to me, the Celtics, they gave them at least two of those three wins that Philadelphia was able to get simply because they did not handle business the way you're supposed to. Uh, and, and so the Celtics, you they can't afford to do that against Miami. They can't afford to give them giveaway games at this latest stage of the postseason like they did against Philly. They, they were lucky to get out of this Philly series and move on because of the they way were. that they just squandered some games. Uh, that were. doesn't mean that. Yeah, that doesn't mean Philly was a bad team. It just simply, or the Celtics are a bad team. It simply means that they didn't maximize the moments where they could have made their lives a lot easier. And that concerns me going into the Miami series because you can't do that against a team that is talented in terms of leadership with Jimmy Butler and as well coaches as they are with Spolstra. Fair enough. Facts, dog. Um, we'll get into that. Facts We're going to go dog. deeper. We're going to go deeper in the heat. Like I said, is I have a lot of respect for them. I just don't – I really just don't think they have the horses. I think also, like, guys you missed here, like Derek White's coming back in this series. He's going to be effective again. I guess this was a tough matchup for him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the Celtics did it with, like, you know, some real limitations here. I think they'll be able to roll a little bit deeper here in this series and be able to maximize a lot of, Jeez, what, more of their, so. what more of their players do. Because, I mean – they, they, they really put the onus entirely on Tatum in this game or Tatum Brown early in the series because uh, they weren't getting a lot else from a lot of other people. So they had to do what they did and rely in, on defense here and let defense lead them, you know. And again, you could both of these games, as good as Tatum was, were won, were won by defense. Um, I don't think you need to do that as much against Miami because you're not super, super, super worried about Miami's offense, uh, even though they have been playing really well in the playoffs. So, um I think they can get back to more who they are and who they were um, offensively a little bit more here against the Heat. But we'll see. Anyway, uh, we'll get more into it in a little bit. We've got a few things that we need to discuss first. Guys, moving on again. What more do we want to talk about this game before we completely put it to bed here? What's outside? Tatum is there. Uh, Anything else stand out to you guys just in terms of how they approach things defensively uh, and what they did here and just the job that they did on Embiid and Harden? I don't know what to make of Rob in this series because I mean, you, you, I, 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 I like in this series. I, I, I'm like most people. I love so much about Rob and what he can do. But when I'm watching this game and I'm seeing Marcus Smart defending Joel Embiid and Rob is the help defender, I'm like, wait a minute, are that should kind of be the other way around? And it wasn't like a switch led to that. That was the game plan. That, that was the plan to have your six foot four inch point guard defend the seven foot 285 pound league MVP with the six nine six ten freakish athlete helping. I, I I don't know what to expect out of Rob against Miami because you, you would think in theory that he should be able to hold his own against, uh, you know, Bam out of bio. They have very similar bills and, uh, Bam isn't nearly as strong as 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 Joel was. So in theory, 
you should be able to play him on Bam. But would I be surprised if I see Marcus Smart guarding Bam with with Rob as the help side defender? I'm not. Uh, and I don't, but I don't feel good about that. And I don't think fans should feel good about that uh, because Rob is supposed to be your future uh, in the middle. And if he can't go out there and guard the opposing team center, uh, that's a problem. You need to figure out why that is and what you can do to, to mask that problem. And putting your, putting your damn starting yeah. point guard on him is not the answer. Yeah. I think Rob's obviously an X factor in this series and really with this team. I think it's pretty obvious if you've been following them when he, when he's on his game and he's given it the, the, the Rob Williams, a effort and Missoula's happy with what he sees. That's huge for them because you see how thin their depth is, right? So they're seven strong right now. And he's, you know, that he was in that six slash seven number. Now he's the starting five. So that's great, but you just got to know that you can rely on him on a game-on-game basis. And Bam has had the advantage. Let's be honest. Bam has had a huge advantage over Rob over the last few years for whatever well, reason. Bam's an so all-star. This is a big – I mean – Right. That's the advantage. Right, but we keep talking about Rob. We talk about Rob like he's an all-star yeah. practically yeah. around here. We talk about him like he's all defense and like he's, you know, the the queen of the, of the, <laughs> the queen sometimes. So <laughs> in a good – you know what I mean. The queen is the strongest part of the game, John. That was well done, Jimmy. Well um, done. Yeah. Homeschooling. So, well done. I, yeah, we played. We just play a lot of games at homeschool. A little trick, and then we just we just get the the passing grade. Um, but you know, this is this this is a huge huge series for Rob. Honestly, this this is a in my opinion, a, you know, I'm not gonna say career defining, but it's really gonna let you know if this is a guy that can be more than just a matchup. Big, well, right, if, because I think you have to be a guy that, that can do it yeah. all, not just against. If he's guys. able to more than hold his own against Bam Adebayo and to get them back to the finals, I think his trajectory changes dramatically going forward. Because then all of a sudden you're saying, well, maybe Rob, maybe he's better than we he's played. Maybe he just needs the right matchup to be a great player in this league. Um, he looked a lot more involved offensively, I thought, in Game Seven than normal. Uh, as far as like actually, he tried to score. Tried to score. Right. And, and, and it, to, to me, that's what I want to see. Um, I don't care about the result. I care more about the process, the journey, the effort to try to do something more than just be a guy to catch lobs. Uh, and he's clearly trying to be more than that, which is which is good to see. It's important he tries only because when it's there and you're passing up an opportunity, there was actually one moment, I believe, in the second quarter mm-hmm. where he got the ball. He was kind of in the uh, left elbow. And just the way that it worked, he was going to do a handoff. It ended up not happening. And all of a sudden, the seas parted, and he had a direct path to the basket yep. and did not take it. He had not dribbled yet. And I was like, I was like, that you've got to do that. But yeah. then a couple possessions later, he's taken it. He's dribbling with his left hand to the top of the key to which move the ball see. around. Which you never see, like little things like that. And then another time where he got it and he attacked and he tried to put one off the glass, um, you know, from the left side and in, but it was a legit drive. All of those things are like possible, but if you're not mentally prepared to try, when the opportunity is there, you've seen it sometimes. He's like, oh shit, I guess I should shoot. And he's late. So he has to think that way in order to be prepared when that opportunity is clear for him to do it quickly before things settle. Oftentimes there's that click over of like, I don't normally shoot. It's not really my thing. So let me cycle it. And then he's like, wait a second. 
this is totally what I should be doing right now. And at that point, he's just a beat late on it. And you can see he doesn't have his legs under him or he's not balanced. And he kind of, you know, so he, he's got, I, I agree. Like, I like seeing that from him, those couple of moments where he actually tries um, to, you know, to extend himself beyond what he's used to doing and gets himself a little more involved. He had to a little bit here because, again, Jimmy said how about depth. Jimmy, what do you listen to? Oh, sorry. I thought I heard. A, I thought I heard an echo. Um, they played six deep in this game. Like White yeah, played twelve. Much. White played twelve minutes. You need something from Rob. Obviously, it helps when your superstar gets friggin' fifty-one points. Uh, unbelievable from Tatum. Missoula talking about Tatum. What do you think he said about him? Phenomenal. Loved him. Let's no. go. I love you. How do you approach that situation where he already probably puts enough pressure on himself and then all the outside forces? I told him I loved him, and I told him when the game starts, don't listen to people and try to get a good start scoring. Nailed You're not it. defined by scoring in my book. There and it is. most important is don't let your identity be caught up in what others say about you. Your identity is in who you are as a person and how well you can dominate the game in areas that are, you know, don't get all the attention. And I thought I saw that from him tonight, and when you do that, you get – you know, moments like that. And so um, when he plays a well-rounded game, our team is different. And uh, credit to him for buying into that. How do you approach a situation where he already probably puts enough? Very quickly, could you convey all of that sentiment without saying that you told him you loved him? Yeah. Was it necessary? No. No, it wasn't. It's like I told him he's extremely handsome. And the most important thing for him is just to play his game uh, and, and do what he does. Like, we didn't need the handsome part. <laughs> just tell him. Just tell him. That's Joe's thing. Yeah. Clearly, that's, that's Joe's thing. Like, 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 Bobby has phenomenal. Joe has I love him. Um, that's his thing. And bottom, that's, that's <laughs> just who he is. And, and Joe's a different kind of coach. There's no doubt about that. But the bottom line is this. Whatever he – his goal with this team was it worked. Uh, his best players were in positions to do the things that they do well. Uh, Tatum was a force scoring, obviously. His defense was strong, rebounding once again, had a big game. Uh, and, and you know, one of the stats that I looked up a, a couple weeks ago with Tatum, you know, when he has like 20 shot attempts, doesn't matter if he makes them or not, and 10 free throws, and he grabs um, two to more rebounds, they pretty much are unbeatable. When he's doing that, because that means he's getting to the line, which he did tonight, showing aggression. And if he's getting a lot of shots, along with getting to the free throw line, more likely than not, he's being fairly efficient scoring the ball. So this was a this was the blueprint for how Tatum can be absolutely dominant and the Celtics can win. Um, he's not going to go out for 51 every game, but he can still have a significant impact scoring the ball, uh, putting pressure on that defense, forcing them to do some things and make them a little bit uncomfortable at that end of the floor. Well, let me ask you this, because uh, I, I said this also, like this whole like they got to get Tatum yeah. going. Like, okay. look, it's nice to get Tatum going. I didn't. I, I was saying earlier in the series, I don't. I agree with Joe in that front. I don't think you have to get Tatum going in the sense of force it, make it happen. You know, force the issue, give him the ball. Just let just let Tatum figure it out. Like. That's the whole point behind it is like scorers don't just need to just 
score at all costs, even if there's other things that need to be done in the game. Like what you don't want are 27 shot games where he's hitting nine of them. Uh, like you had the other night and just force it, force it, force it. Just let him be like, that's the point is tr- trust other players on your team to do their thing. And eventually it's going to come there. If you're just kind of always giving it to take, like what happened too many times in the series, it was in Tatum's hands and he would go slow and the defense would settle. It would lock in on him. And he was just, only focused on trying to score. I got to do this. I got to get to the basket. You know, he was aggressive, but he let stuff come to him a little bit more. Um, You know, but they won games this series without Tatum. They did, you know? Um, So, and I mean, they won last game, thankfully, because he turned it on late, but um, I'm still here in background. Is that you, Jimmy? Are you playing stuff? Um, So, You can hear me right now? I could hear stuff playing from your from your computer. Oh, I thought I was on mute. That's weird. No, 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 no. Um, so on. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think I think Tatum doesn't have to be the man because he can be the man when at, at any given time. He's a, he doesn't have to force the issue necessarily. Like again, you want to talk about taking pages out of Jimmy Butler's book? There's 38 point games and 42 point games where it's just hero ball give me the ball and get the f out of my way and then there's 20 point games and 22 point games and the Celtics have enough talent where they shouldn't need to rely on oh we don't get 35 from Tatum it's over tonight no he did a really good job of just not only just making the right reads in terms of when to attack when to pull back when to pass but he was quick and decisive uh you didn't feel as though he was playing with with his food the way he often does when he just dribble 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 five seconds on the clock now i'm going to make a decision uh and that was really good to see and he was able to do that john without turning a ball over once i don't know if tatum has ever had a game in the playoffs where he did not commit a single turnover tonight was one of those games uh and and, and again you know tatum this was uh, again as far as like all-time great Tatum games. I don't know if you can find one that was better than this one. When you look at his scoring, his defense, his rebounding, playmaking, and just clutch shots that put enough separation between him and an opponent. I don't know if he's had a better game in his career than what we saw today. You know what Jimmy liked the most? What did Jimmy Jimmy like the most? Jimmy, what did you like from Tatum today that you don't see very often? Plus 33? Fire. Exactly. Fire. Yeah, he was he, he had that swagger tonight that you don't see enough, but he was feeling it. He was he was feeling himself. He was feeling the crowd. He was cocky. He was a little bit arrogant, which I like to talking see out smack. there uh, in, a good way. in a good Very way. Very humbly. Smack, just like I'm the best player in the freaking world. Humbly, yeah. of course. Well, if you're, I'm one of the best players in the world. Humbly. So, uh, yeah, this is kind of what I do. I think he said, I think I heard him say, this is my house or And after he did like one that. shot, he's like, like what? He, he, what? He was feeling it. Yeah. Honestly, good. That's exactly what I want to say. I want you to to show that emotion out there. Leave it all out there. I don't like too cool for school Tatum. I don't like just sort of coasting low. I want you to be high and I want you to be low. That That's part of the roller coaster ride of, of being a, a great, you know, one of the best right so um ride that emotional roller coaster and i i love that he got going a little bit and you know he saw a couple you know a couple easy ones in the first quarter so we don't have to talk about oh he hasn't scored a field goal blah 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 in the first quarter you know get that out of the way then he worked his way out and the shot started to fall and then he was just you know the hoop got bigger and bigger and bigger and um 
like you said, like you said, Shira, this is one of his, uh, one of his best games of his career. So this is exactly uh, the type of performance you want to ride into the next series. This yeah. is why you got to be, you got to feel completely different about this team going into the heat series uh, than you did going into the six. I, I feel it. Uh, ironically, I feel it um, because of uh, the defense, like more than like, uh, uh, this is not, not to take away from Tatum. Like, It'll be the Tatum game, and honestly, it deserves to be. Just considering the yeah, way I agree he, with you. the arc of his narr- the narrative of the entire how the series was going, he had not played really. He hadn't been lights out Tatum really out in 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 the first two series. You were looking for more. You were looking for that takeover game, and you didn't get it. Uh, even though he had, you know, in Atlanta, he had some favorable matchups and more opportunities, and then really, really, really was having one of the worst games anyone's ever had ever. Uh, in a big moment in, in an elimination game in game six. So to flip the script like this, you don't see that very often. I mean, he was headed towards an off season of pain uh, in terms of how things would be discussed if they went down in game six with him shooting one for 14, the way that was going. So Tatum deserves a lot of credit, but I, it is going to detract from the defense, which again is strange for me to say like, Defense, 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 when I'm kind of a more like fix your offense guy, the defense is what saved mm-hmm. their asses. And the defense is the thing you can count on a little more. I'm not convinced just because Tatum had a good game in game seven, he's not going to come back and have a poor shooting performance in game one against the heat or one of those games where you're like, ah, oh, come on, man. Maybe he won't. Maybe this lights a fire and he completely takes off and goes on a absolute tear, which would be great. But the defense finding it, and not only finding it, realizing you needed it to survive. Without it, we're dead. Like the we're having, we're struggling with this thing. We've got to start with the D and make it happen. And to do it two games in a row, it's not going to get talked about enough in this game because it was a blowout and Tatum had fifty-one. That defense in that third quarter was just absurd. Um, and so uh, here's Horford talking about. I believe it might be Embiid specific or just what they were doing defensively uh, to Philadelphia. What was your focus? What were you looking at? What were you trying to take away? Um, you know, just uh, try to make everything as difficult as I could. Um, you know, he's the MVP of the league for a reason. Um, and how much pressure he can put on your defense. And so many things that he can do. Um, so, um, you know, I was just out there trying to fight for my life and trying to make an impact. And, and, uh, and I understood that in this series, it wasn't going to be so much my offense. It was more defensively that I had to take that challenge and, uh, and defend him um, for us to have a chance. Way to go, yeah. Al. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, Al had a, had a rough series, I thought, in terms of shooting the ball. But, man, yeah. it seemed that the deeper we got into the series, lot of the locked in he became defensively on what he needed to do to just make life difficult for Joel Embiid. Uh, and, and we saw at the very end there in game seven, I mean, Al – Al was looking like old school Al when it came to Joel Embiid, who he a player that he has had his number for most of Joel Embiid's career. Uh, and so this was just kind of like Groundhog's Day in game seven. I mean, Joel Embiid looks for shots. Al Horford is making him pay. I think Joel was like had 15 points and was five for 18 from the field. Philly can't win when Joel Embiid is that ineffective, that in, in you know, non-efficient. And Al had a lot to do with that with his, his defense. He was awesome. <laughs> Al was awesome. He was, and he took a lot of he, he took a lot of heat in the first, you know, a number of these games because of how poor shooting he was. Um, 
But it, and they you know, murdered him on the, the pick one and thing roll. I'll him about, he he got caught on those switches uh, and exactly uh, on Harden so many times, and he's yeah. on an island. He just got he got killed, and he was dropping so deep, and he was giving Embiid all of those free throw jumpers. I felt like they took a lot of those away today. Uh, that wasn't there. That deep drop. They were fighting through the screens, and they were staying with people. They did not do this. They didn't. They didn't do what they were they, doing with all of those gimmies before. They fought through the screens, but they also Rob was like actually important to them you know like a lot of those games i thought rob was ineffective or not even on the court and the al was kind of left to some positions where maybe you know i thought it was a little bit unfair i th- thought they were trying to make al do a little bit too much and rob williams is sitting on the bench so they utilized rob a lot more and i thought that allowed al to be a little bit more comfortable in, in his role on the team so i think it was a little bit of everything but yeah john to your point they fought through way harder than they were the first few games where they were just they were just switching and letting open shots occur all over the court. I want to say once again, congratulations to Sherrod. Humbly, CLNS, one of the best media teams. <laughs> Humbly. Humbly. <laughs> Humbly. NBC yeah. crew in the house, former NBC crew in the house here, holding it down. Look at us now. Right. Look at us now. Professor, right. college grad, <laughs> Jimmy Toscano, construction We got hardhead Jimmy. Me. Yeah. Just me. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Toscano, Look at us now. Look at me now, people. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've graduated. We've graduated. All right. Um, so yeah. Wow. So yeah. This is good. Stuff. My homeschool teacher. Um, <laughs> Ma, shh, quiet. <laughs> Cut it out, Ma. Happy Mother's Day to the moms that are watching today too. How about that? Yeah, the ones who school who raised us, who schooled us. Yeah. Yep. yep. Had a nice dinner, lunch here at my place for uh, my mom. Shout out, mom, watching at home probably by now. Yeah. Shout out, Guys. moms. Shout out to all the moms. Yeah, you, you know, when you're when you're, well, Sherrod thankfully doesn't have any any. Uh, the mom's going to get complicated because, you know, you get a, your girls, you know, get a little older, Sherrod, you're going to have moms everywhere. Right. You know, like I'm way, way, way away from it because my kids are really small, but like, you know, there's so many moms to celebrate mm-hmm. on these days. Don't want to think about it. Don't want to think about it. Yeah. Moms, wives, sisters, you know, God, thankfully yes. yet. Yeah. there's a lot. Those, Thank, uh, thankfully not children up. yet. You mom. know, yeah, thankfully. Thankfully. So thankfully. yeah, all all the moms. There's a lot. There's a lot of moms. We gave we gave each of the moms a little bit a little bit of love today. So saw Tatum's mom courtside. She had a good Mother's Day. Yeah. Watched her son. Yes. Watched her son, uh, son the Sixers. Yeah. Which is no surprise considering how close he is. If anyone was going to like show out on Mother's Day, it would be Jason Tatum. Uh, when you you know yeah. just kind of knowing his story and how close his mom. Is I mean Mother's Day Tatum is a badass man. Is an absolute badass. Mother's <laughs> Day Tatum is bad. Uh, awesome. No one wants that smoke. Uh, so yeah, uh, this was a good one. But I, I I I can't help but think about just Joel Embiid and just what's what's kind of percolating in his what's head right next now. Next for them because I mean well, this is this, this is like an annual rite of passage for you that you 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 have a good year you get some accolades you get some praise you play the Celtics they kick your ass you go home for, to the summer one two three Cancun yeah I don't know what he, I don't know how so, where he's at right what now. happens to this team yeah I mean Doc's clearly in the crosshairs of, of not being back next year I don't think there's any question about that 
Um, and especially when you consider some of the coaches who are out there who are available, who got axed, you know, within the last few weeks. Um, I don't know if Doc's going to be back next year. Doc doesn't know if he's going to be back next year. Uh, James Harden, you know, all the talk is about him going back to Houston. Who knows if that's going to happen or not? Philadelphia is in a weird place because they could look dramatically different uh, a year from now or a few months from now, I should say, at the start of the next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, pe- yeah. Right. They, they, they could. Sorry. People had a tough time hearing something. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to play Al again. I have a better clip here. Give me a second. Um, but yeah, Philly's in a tough spot. Doc's in a tough spot. Um, Harden might potentially leave, and that's going to mess you up a lot, Sherrod. There's no doubt about it. Uh, let me see if I can find this here. All right, boom. We'll try Al again. All right, here was Al on Embiid. We had a difficult time with the audio. Give me a second, guys. This should sound a little bit better um, from uh, from Big Al. Try to make everything as difficult as I could. Um, you know, he's the MVP of the league for a reason. Um, and how much pressure he can put on your defense and so many things that he can do. Um, so, um, you know, I was just out there trying to fight for my life and trying to make an impact. And and, uh, and I understood that in this series, it wasn't going to be so much my offense. It was more defensively that I had to take that challenge and, uh, and defend him um, for us to have a chance. Is it fair? The conversation is Philly. We always talk about like everyone here is so worried about hating and like thinking like Boston media is the only people who ever say anything negative about anybody. Um, but they're killing. They've already begun killing. Uh, they, they they were killing Embiid heading into seven that he was soft and gave up in game six. Um, and he's going to catch a lot of crap for this performance here, even though he's playing on one leg. Um, yeah. Deserved or not deserved, you're talking about the league MVP. It's hard to figure out the extent of the injury, but we saw him during the course of this series have incredible success. Um, and uh, when it mattered most, he 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 mucked it. So, yeah. what do you think? The crit- the criticism is well deserved, just like the praise that he got for the, the things that he was able to accomplish this year are deserved. That's part of being a great player. You know, Jason Tatum, I mean, think about it. I mean, game, what, five, six quarters ago, you know, there were legitimate questions among the fans about whether this is the guy that should be, whether or not he should be the face of the franchise. He puts together a dramatic you know, four minutes in, in game six and has a dominant game seven. The Celtics are now back in the conference finals. And now all of a sudden, all is forgotten. He's an amazing player. He's top He's top five Tatum. Uh, we saw Mother's Day Tatum just absolutely destroy the Sixers. Uh, and that's how quickly the narratives can change. But at the end of the day, it's not about what you've done. It's what are you doing now? And right now, Tatum is at the absolute pinnacle of his game. Joel Embiid, one, two, three, Cancun. That's where you're headed. That's that's the reality of where you're at. Uh, your team is done. And as the face of your franchise, whether it's right or wrong, you're going to catch those strays. You're going to catch that heat uh, because that's what being the best player on your team comes with. That's the fine print that, that a lot of players don't want to read. But like, it's there. What I, what I notice with Embiid a lot, and I, maybe this is just me, I notice a lot of like, well, you know, why, why is it all on me sort of thing rather than it is on me? You know, I, there was even some stuff I saw coming into it, which is like pressure on me. What? You know, like there's a lot of other people out there who've won multiple MVPs and not won titles. Why are we talking about me? You know, like not the attitude you necessarily wanted there. Because, again, I had amazing respect for him. 
you know, for the way that he played here. But, you know, quitting is a real thing. When you see people start to, you know, kind of sulk when things aren't going their way and, you know, and, and not rush back and start to walk it up the court. Like you saw it on him today. He was, he was looking to tap out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you start, now. you know, you start. I'm not either, but, but no. I, 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 I'm saying I, it's going to be on him again. We, we, the, the standard you hold Tatum to, Embiid's the MVP of the league at this point. Right. So, like, he's going to be held to that standard by, by Philly fans. Is it fair? That's all I'm saying. He is going to be held to that standard, John, but I think the Celtics roster is is much more better than the roster that Embiid's been put around. And Embiid's much been kind better. of screwed with teammates over the course of his career. I mean, he dealt with Simmons for years before I think a lot of people really understood just how bad it was playing with Simmons. And, and I remember covering the team way back, and – those two always kind of were at odds with each other. And it was too soon to say, like, who was the real problem. But I think it's obvious that it was Simmons. And then he goes to freaking Harden, who uh, can check in and out again. games. And is at a point in his career where you might just not be sure of being uh, a serviceable number two. I mean, we we also saw Harden go off at certain points. I just don't know if he's if he's at that point in his career where he consist, consistently do it. So I can understand Embiid's frustrations. They have an un- unbelievable generational player on their team, and they've been unable to put the right pieces around him. Th- they should have a uh, championship contending team, and it looks like this this thing's going to end without them ever getting uh, even to the NBA Finals. So that's well, definitely the, disappointing. The end, the end of- What's that? Go ahead, Jimmy. The end of the process. Yeah, the end I mean, of the process. Here's, yeah. The, here's the thing. What do we call it, John? Joel. Process of? Process of elimination. Exactly. The problem that I, I have with Embiid is that it seems that the elimination Embiid process, has yeah. this tendency to want to absolve himself from a lot of the, the, the crap that he and his teams put up out there. Here's the thing. Since 2000, there have only been seven players to win league MVP and not win a championship. And he's one of those seven. He's played with one of the guys who are among that seven and James Harden. It's very unusual to win league MVP and not come across winning a title. The last 24 times we've had an MVP or 23 times, 16 of them have won a championship. And one of those guys, Jokic, is in the potentially could get one this year. So the fact that he, yeah. he's trying to make it as though that your other guys win MVP and don't win titles, it, it happens, but it doesn't happen a lot. Uh, and, and we've all agreed that there has n- it's been a while since the NBA – was as wide open to win a championship as it has been this year. This was the perfect year for you to have one of those special seasons, which he did statistically, and win a championship. And the fact is, your ass is getting bounced in the second round again by the Celtics, again. So I'm not trying to hear this crap about how, well, you know, I'm not alone. You're right. You're not alone. And that's part of the problem. You, You bunch yourself up with a bunch of folks who don't get it done. That's the problem. That is the yeah, and and your and and things are being forced on you, and then you're stuck with Harden, whether you want him or not, because you know you're getting rid of one set of garbage and moving on to the other. You're talking about what's happening here, and there's been discussion about Harden possibly leaving town, playing with like his 12th team in the last four years or whatever, or going back to Houston even and uh, hang out with Emay. Here's Harden when he was asked a question about Embiid, and then we got Joe Sway here. We're getting his take on what's going on here. Uh, first, this James Harden clip. Check it out. 
When you got here, you said that one of the reasons you wanted to come, if I'm not mistaken, was Doc. How has your relationship been with Doc, and would you like to see him back? Uh, I mean, I okay. our relationship is okay. Ooh, I see. Rel- our rela- oh, relationship okay. is okay. That's that's. Josue, that where have you been? Ooh, that's Josue. Where were you? Where were you? Where where were you hanging out right now? Uh, that's perfect. Perfect lead in, man. I just left that that scrum uh, for, with James Harden, and uh, yeah, interesting, interesting quote. I don't know if it's a matter of that's what's best for the for the team's future, or if it's one of those uh, like Magic Johnson said, you know, I'm not gonna be here. You know what I mean? Like I don't know which one that means when he says uh, our relationship is okay, and he just decided to not answer the second half of that question. But yo, Sherrod. Look at you, man. Congratulations, my guy. I remember you telling me this journey that you were going on, and and, and I like how you just uh, didn't tell anyone that, that today was that day. Or maybe you did, but I, no, this is this is awesome, man. Congrats, bro. Get getting your master's. Man. Real G's moving silence like lasagna. Just yeah, they so do. You know that. That's true. You know that. That's true, yep. Well, Probably. I want to hear more about James Harden, I mean, to be honest with you, because that, look, okay, that's what you say when you, like, you know, when, when what do you think about this girl who kind of likes you? Oh, you know, she okay. She's right. okay. Yeah. Right. That's not exactly the real <laughs> endorsement. It's okay. like, uh, what do you think about this meal I made? Like okay. Meal? It's okay. Yeah. It doesn't... Okay. It, it doesn't excite him at all. You can tell like it doesn't okay, seem like okay. running it running it back with Doc doesn't seem like he has any enthusiasm behind that. And you know, he's been talking about having to play a, a role where he has to sacrifice a lot. And he's been saying that all season, all series. <laughs> Even after he had the big performance in game one, he's like, Well, yeah, you know, I, I sacrificed, but tonight I didn't have to. And I felt like it, it's just been that undertone throughout the course of the series. And you know, I I I saw him doing that again, you know, the 40 plus point game. I didn't think, I didn't know if he had another one left in him, but I just think with the way this thing went down and the way they were, you know, blown off the floor here, it's just that, that where he is and his role, the team just resonates even more. It's like, man, like it seemed like he checked out midway through the third when he was like, oh, Tame's having one of those games. And like he said in that scrum, we did nothing to stop it. We did absolutely nothing. He didn't hold back when he said that. Again, is that a shot at Doc? Is that his way of saying, look, we weren't, prepared to, to handle something like that or is it him just saying he's just frustrated with the situation i mean you could read it either way right i don't know if they weren't prepared for it Josue, as much as they never adjusted i mean the dude yeah. hit you for 25 26 points in the first half coming out of in the third quarter i'm trying to get the ball out of his hands i'm yeah. trying to double team him the minute he touches the ball and that just didn't seem like philadelphia was was had the stomach for that it, because Whenever a player like Tatum has it going like that and you make the effort to get the ball out of his hands, you have to make the multiple efforts so that guys don't get wide open shots when the ball leaves his hands. It never really seemed to have the stomach to make those multiple effort plays either to get the ball out of Tatum's hands or respond when he when he does pass it and they do double. There was a play, I think it was in the third quarter, where they, they had a really good, I think, double team on Tatum. And all he did was just threw like a high pass in the middle of the paint to Marcus Smart. And they just kind of looked at Marcus Smart thinking like, what you going to do? And Marcus just shot up a little floater. Defense goes back, right? two more points for the Celtics. This, this was a – Doc is going to – it's going to be hard to see Doc coming back after this game, because a lot of the mistakes that they made, it really did feel as though they just simply didn't make the necessary adjustments that you need to make. And who does that fall on? Your coach. Yeah. 
supposed to do that. So it was almost as if he was okay with Tatum having a big night, but he didn't understand the extent of it. He didn't get the it, it didn't it didn't hit him that he was already at 25 at halftime. And I just feel like he didn't see that happening. I, I felt like the, the Sixers went into the second half with sort of the same type of approach where they, they were gonna try to get going from deep. You know, spread out the, the 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 way they were spacing was was a little bit a little better than what we saw last game, but they didn't do anything about Tatum going on. They did nothing to stop the bleeding, and, and it just went. You guys saw it, like when it rains and pours, like it just it got to the point where the whole crowd's into it, and those makes that they were doing off of the Celtics's makes, you know, which I thought was was keeping them in it in that first half. Those were gone. Like the the, the humongous run that the Southern, the Southern went on was just too much for the Sixers to handle, and you just didn't see that fight or that or any adjustment really in just trying to slow down Tatum. But what a game! Yeah, Man. one of the things I, I I did notice was and, and Doc. Um, again, this is very different than some of the early games where they had some success. Whenever the Celtics went on a little bit of a run, Doc would call a timeout to just shut it down or at least slow it down. Yeah, he did that and, a lot in game six, too, yeah. remember? Yeah. yeah. And and he tried that again in this game, and it just didn't work. I mean, a lot of the timeouts that they would call, they would turn the ball over when they come out of the timeout, or they would take a bad shot when they come out of the timeout. And so Philadelphia never – show other than that that early surge in the first quarter uh they never really show the ability to adapt and play a style of basketball that could lead them to success uh and the celtics did i mean we can talk about tatum and all he did but as john pointed out earlier which i think is is really the the probably it's the the slow drip story that people recognize but aren't really giving the credit it deserves is their defense i mean they put the clamps on the Sixers defensively. Uh, Joel, 15 points on five for 18 shooting. That That's not him having an off night. That's him getting locked up. Because yeah. Joel is too, out too. He had yeah. a lot too. Yeah. I mean, Joel is too talented to have that type of game on his own by simply missing shots. No, he was locked up defensively by a guy who has historically given him problems uh, in terms of scoring. So, this, this again, if you're the Celtics, you got to feel really good about this game because you got back to being who you are. You are a team that has built a, a the defensive legacy throughout the years, and they got back to the roots, I thought, in this game. When you look at the numbers of Harden, you look at the numbers of Embiid, uh, you start just going down the line. And no other than P.J. Tucker in that first quarter, no one on Philadelphia really had a game that they could write home about that was that makes you take notice of other than how bad it was. So this was a game that I, again, I fear the Celtics, you really need to buy lean a little bit heavier than you did in this game into what your defense can do for you, because that's going to be the pathway for you getting back to the finals. And they, and they, they have that blueprint, right? Sure. I mean, it's right there in front of them. They see that their defense can lead to offense and that if they just play to their capabilities, like it's no competition, Joe Sway. What's your first? I like that, I like that hat, Jimmy. There you go. Thank you, thank you. What? Give us your, your give us your your first impression of a Celtics Heat series. What are you What are you thinking? Oh man, not a prediction, but you know, just like your first opening thoughts here. Um, to be honest with you, Jimmy, uh, it's it's hard to predict, especially because of the way the Miami Heat, you know, finished off the Knicks. But I'm excited to see what this team's going to do in the sense of like they, they had that those scars going into it, right? I mean, they were down three two in this series. Uh, there was much criticism of the way they wrapped up the first round. So I, I feel like all that is is worth mentioning when you think about where their head is right now, going into this headspace is going into the heat. And I'm, I'm wondering what Missoula's going to do with with his with his rotations. I I don't like this seven-man rotation, at least just in the, to start this series against the Heat. I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case, but, you know, it's it's hard to gauge exactly, 
you know, what each team's going to put out there. But I'm excited for it. I really am. I think this is going to be a really good series. I think it's going to be a long series. Uh, I don't think either either one of these teams is going to is going to come out victorious in a five four or five game series. I think it's going to go way longer than that. And I think the Celtics going to find out a whole lot about themselves if you know when you consider what they went through to, to get to this point to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. This wasn't easy for them. It wasn't not not at all. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I can't see this going any shorter than six games. Uh, because of just how tough both teams are in terms of mental toughness. Uh, I think the Celtics, they really had to answer the bell multiple times in the series to showcase how tough they are from a mental standpoint. A closeout game on the road is not easy to win. Uh, and when your best player plays as bad shooting the ball as Tatum did, it's, 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 I mean, it's a damn near miracle that you can win. So, to bounce back from that and then to just dominate the way they did for basically, I'd say, second half, maybe two, two and a half quarters the way they did, uh, it says a lot about just how just f- resilient this team is, uh, figuring out ways to, to keep it, keep their season alive. Uh, yeah, hey guys, it's going to be about which uh, which team is, is, is tougher mentally, you know. I don't know. I don't know. The Celtics have had some moments in this in this postseason where you're like, Ugh, if, if they keep playing with fire, they're going to end up on the wrong side of, of, of a you know six the end of a six game series or so. So it's going to be tough, man. I really do think this Miami Heat team is going to be really hard for the Celtics. The, the toughest team they've seen this the, you know thus far. Here's um, we talked about the turning point uh, moment of the game. Energy shift. Um, Where's the energy shift? Energy shift when um you know Jalen attacking uh, Embiid in that second half no back to back possession. I mean, I, I think I thought I I can't tell you how low I was watching that first quarter and partially into the second. I really was like, this cannot they cannot win like this. It's not going to. You didn't happen. feel good about it, right? I, I didn't either. I really didn't. At I was, you know, what I was expecting. Looked, I was expecting Maxi to come out with the, with a huge second half. I mean, he was he was all right, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, John. I didn't feel good I, about it. Everything looked bad until the energy legit shifted on that Yang play, um, and, and everything. There was a. That I too. hate. I hate yeah. switch. I hate switch flipping moments because I do think that's cliche, but like uh, everything yeah. was different after that. Both teams woke up. I mean, so. But the Celtics needed to wake up. I, Philly wasn't great in the first quarter either. Embiid wasn't great. Harden wasn't great. You just had a, a few Tucker threes, and that was basically the difference. But both teams were, were not terrific there. Uh, and that thing really snapped the Celtics out of it. They definitely got more aggressive. Here's Jalen Brown talking about what happened there. And again, we're talking about when he went into the corner and uh, George Nyang grabbed him a little bit, a little tug. Um, and here's Jalen's uh, Jalen's kind of recapping that. Uh, the intensity uh, that was event. just, you know, was high. You know, it was me. And I think first it was a loose ball. Me and James was fighting for it. I think I got away with maybe a foul on James, but I fell into their bench. And um, I just think with the, you know, intensity of the game and, you know, emotions is flying around. I think, you know, he just just thought, like, maybe let me just try to grab him and slow him down a little bit. Um, I don't think Nian's a bad guy or anything. I, I work out with him in the offseason. Uh, I just think he just got caught up in the intensity of the game um, and made a play. And I responded to it. I don't know how which way I should have responded to it, but if I didn't do anything, they probably would have played on. And here comes Scott Foster and just 
<laughs> right away, before even deciphering the situation, getting a tech. Um, I definitely didn't want to get a tech in that situation. But Here goes Scott Foster. You know, Somehow that can be a fine. Coming out of all of that commotion ended up being even, right? And it was nothing, no advantage from that. It ended up calling it even. I got a tech, he got a tech, and then just being a, a side out. And I think a play like that, that should have been a little bit more there. I don't think Niang was thinking when he did it. You know, I don't think he's a bad guy. He's just caught up in the emotion of the game. Here comes Scott Foster. That's it. You get that's it, Scott tech. Foster's you music. Get it, tech. Who else yeah. wants one? You want one too? Like that's that, that was Scott's that's energy. Scott man. Foster music coming Here in. Here comes Scott Foster. <laughs> he comes with that bull, and you know what he wanted to say there. Yeah, yeah. I will. Yeah, I will translate for Jalen. That was Here comes great. Scott Foster with some bullshit. Right. Not knowing the facts. <laughs> Not knowing the facts. He's coming with some bullshit. Before He's even asking facts. questions, right? Don't right. ask questions. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable exactly. too with the but equipment I mean, these guys have. Like, just go to the replay, go figure it out. Don't just go slapping people with tags. You don't know what happened. Right. At at the moment, I'll say this. At the moment, my thought is, I mean, what's the why stop? He didn't actually trip you. You didn't get taken out of the play. It was a tug. At that point, Harden's on his ass. Okay, and you've got numbers and you're sitting there beefing with somebody and then Rob's got to come back and pull you away from it to avoid anything like losing, you know, best player, second best player to something stupid. And you just gave up a break, a breakout situation. And at the time, I'm like, that was so dumb. But if that was going to flip the energy, which it did and kind of focus them and get them a little bit. Then great, it worked. But at the moment, I was like, "Why is yeah. up? What are you doing?" Nuts. Like he barely, barely. I can't tugged but you, you know? be mad at Jalen in that moment, though. They went nuts. I mean, somebody he was literally he grabbed his leg, and it's just like you knew it wasn't James because James was on his ass. So who was grabbing my damn leg? And I was bothered the fact that Jalen got a tech for that because his tech was simply because someone grabbed him. You should not be punished if someone grabs your leg in it. Who's on the bench? I'm sorry. What you disagree? To, what you're supposed to just say? Oh well, you know they just grabbed my leg. Oh, not a big. That's what referees are for. But, it's like he punched me, I punched him back. You both get come, texts. But, but like, see, that stuff at happens. that moment, there wasn't Dude, coming. That's that soccer Scott thing. Foster though. wasn't coming then. It should be different Scott, than NBA. Scott Foster wasn't walking I'm down back, that, that sideline at that moment. He should have been. Dude, it's it's matching penalties. Okay. Yeah. He exactly. Hit me, hit me back. I hate matching that. penalties. Oh, I hate that. It is annoying. Like, I wouldn't have hit him if he didn't hit me, but I'm not supposed right. to hit him. So, like, you're still not supposed to. Like, the world doesn't work that way. It's not like, well, he cut me off in traffic, so I rammed him off the road. Like, no, yeah, the referees are never going to go. Referees know, like, never going to go cop style, pull out a you know, notepad and be like, so what happened here? Like, they never do that. They just <laughs> right. they just decide what they decide in that moment. Usually and then, when they're uh, wrong, though, they usually come up with a makeup call later. And I just I didn't see the makeup call. There wasn't the, the just the, the really just horrible call. That they make that clearly is in one team's favor simply because they screwed up earlier. They didn't make. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. Yep. Here comes so, Scott Foster. All right, let's get our predictions. Let's get our predictions going. Prediction time. And again, we're three times. Well, how about this? Let's let predictions marinate. Let's just get yeah, yeah. first thoughts on the series because we got a couple days here to lock it in and yeah. think about it and kind of look a little deeper at the numbers. You know, go back into the tape if you want and see how they I played uh, against yeah. him this year. I won't do that. I saw a heat loss this year. It was it was that weird time when they played back to back mm -hmm. games uh, where Miami was in town and the Celtics in that first game looked like world beaters. And then they lost that second game. And, um, you know, Miami kind of played a Miami sort of game. And you remember like what they're about. Um, are they the same team? I mean, here's the thing, man. 
No hero. Yeah, that's big. That hurts it them does. a lot. Especially that hurts in the them series, a lot. Yeah. They, they really lack juice. They lack the firepower. You know, like, I know when Hero's out there, it's a tough matchup because he's going to get smoked defensively. But he's been instant offense at times against the Celtics. He's been a real thorn in their side. Like, the, the they need a, they need guys like Vincent and Struess, in addition to Butler, you know, to carry a big offensive load to be able to compete here. So I don't know. Like, it's, a, it's just a manpower thing. Like I said, I, I respect the hell out of them. I'm just having a tough time yeah, seeing it. Yeah, New York. A, go ahead, Joshua. You got it. No, I was going to say real quick. I mean, we spoke about it briefly when you when you stepped out for a second, but it's, it's such a mental thing for these guys. You know, if you ask me, you know, culture versus culture, you know, how disciplined these guys are in Miami. And, and man, they're, they're, in my opinion, they're, they're feeling way better than themselves going into the series than they did a year ago. You know what I mean? I just think this is a different team in, in, in a sense of how, how mentally tough they are. But you're right, John. I feel like it's the, to beat the Celtics, you need some big games. You, you need some production from guys like, you know, Khalid Martin or Duncan Robinson. Three-point shot, I think, will be key in this one. Do those do those guys come up big? And, and what do you get from Kyle Lowry, you know? So there's a lot of question marks there. But as a cohesive unit in a sense of, like, a team getting – getting to know each other throughout the span of a seven game series. I just think it's, it's this is going to be the toughest matchup. This others have, 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 this is, this is going to be the toughest series so far for sure. And I think it's because I don't think so. And because yeah. of the way he, he'll have these guys prepared. You don't I, think so? Really? I, I, I think this is, t- this is the toughest one. I think, I, I think that, I think okay. they just finished the toughest series simply because there was a guy on the opposite end of the floor that they never had a clear and undeniable legitimate chance of slowing down significantly. I mean, Joel Embiid, he had a horrible game seven, but uh, again, most more nice than not, he's going to win that matchup. And even even with a slow down Joel Embiid, he still won the matchup with Al for the most part. Al did a great job defensively, but Joel still got his. The absence of Tyler Hero at some point is going to come back and bite them in the ass, and this is the series. They're going to need as much firepower as possible because the Celtics, that frankly, is what they can do. They have multiple weapons of destruction that have a certain pattern of scoring at a high level. Tatum, Brown, uh, Malcolm, uh, Al is probably going to get some get better looks, uh, as good or better looks. Derek White is due to have a much better series. And then you start looking at that Knicks team that they beat, you know, Jalen Brunson, that's pretty much the only one that they could count on. They got a couple good games from RJ Barrett, a couple good games from Julius, but for the most part, the Knicks have one guy that you had to really worry about if you're the Miami Heat in terms of just carrying them night in, night out. The Celtics have like three or four. And and again, if you don't have something to balance that up against another score uh, other than Jimmy Butler, uh, Gabe Vincent can give you a little something, but you, you're not banking on him to get you 20 or 25 a night. Uh, same thing with Bam. So I think Miami has a serious offensive deficiency problem going into this series and i think that's yeah that's why i think it's going it's not going to be seven games at most six look at the scores i mean again like miami had a good series against milwaukee they scored a lot and that's not no that's not normal for what they normally do especially considering what a good defensive team i think that series is a bit of an anomaly i think miami's played out of its yeah see that's the thing john i don't know if that team's gonna show up but look look at look just look at the scores here look the Knicks are a bottom third of the league defense, okay? They they are. And the Heat, 108, 105, 105, uh, 109, 103, 96. Those are the scores that they're doing there. Um, that's against 
a horrible defense. Like they're going to struggle to crack a hundred against the Celtics. So, you know, and they really are. If the Celtics come up and play anywhere close to this defense, getting over a hundred. So if they can win a bunch of 96, 86 rock fights, fine. Maybe they can hang in there and maybe they can. I don't, I, I, I am really struggling to see it here because they are, they're an offensively challenged team. And they're, this is why I think for the Celtics here, the defense that they're playing these last couple of games, I, I don't know how they put up the points. I I, I just I don't know how. They Jimmy? don't. I mean, to answer your question, they're, you, they're a one man band. Jimmy Butler against the world, and honestly, credit to him for getting this team as far as he has. But the the ride ends here for the Heat, and I'm not trying to act like a green teamer and pom poms and all that. But the Celtics are just too talented. They have too many scoring options, and honestly, if you just take, I know it's not, it's much easier said than done. But if you can just try to take Butler out of the game, whether it's just physicality double him make other make kyle lowry shoot 20 jumpers i mean whatever it is like there's got to be a way and it shouldn't be that difficult to prevent the heat from scoring more than like 100 points because they're just not talented they don't have the firepower they're not built to especially with hero out so i don't you know Sway, i respect you i respect your opinion but i will i will disagree with you i don't think this would be uh, yeah, and we all respect that. You know what? I actually think back. I don't respect too. you, and I don't respect your opinion. <laughs> well, goddamn! Um, all right, we were damn that we were talking. Um, yeah. One story. One story before the um, before uh, the game was you know kind of from Jalen Brown's little call to action on Celtics fans like energy. Um, and we, you know, we debated it a little bit on the last show, in my opinion being give them some, give them a reason to cheer and they'll cheer. It's not like just cheer when they're winning, but you're low energy fans will right. be low energy, but game five was a real shit show in terms of the fans. They didn't show up there. Um, and it was a bit louder. Would you say tonight, Joe Sway? Yeah. You know, even when they even when things weren't going yeah, bad, yeah. uh, Tate and, and they were, they were looking yeah, for anything t- to cheer for too. Like that was, it was one of those crowds. So it was. It was good. Yeah. Was good. So you could tell they were more dialed in where they, you could sense like, man, it's got to happen here. So the, those game sevens are always going to be great from a fan perspective. But here was Tatum talking about how it kind of like impacted his play. You seem to respond more so than ever with this crowd you, and really fed off of them tonight. Did you? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can't, you know, express it enough. Um, the the genuine love that you know I kind of feel from the crowd, um, you know whether it's pregame, during the game at the free throw line, um, you know I've been here my whole career, right? You know it's, I feel you know I you know feel that they embrace me, um, you know almost as one of their own, and uh, you know that means a lot, and uh, you know I, I love being here, I love getting to put on this uniform. I love getting to uh, play big games, put on big performances in, in, in front of them, um, and they feed off, you know, emotion and energy, right? And uh, it's reciprocated. And can't express enough that, uh, you know, I, I just love being here and love playing in front of this crowd. Sounds like a Celtics legend right Jimmy. now. That was it. Sounds like he fits Jimmy, the description. Jimmy, are you? Jimmy, that we've been it. waiting for this for how long? That was all he had to say. 
I've, I've, I've written this comment in our text. Yeah. Six years. I think, waiting for to stop like this for six, six years. years. I'm like, if Jason just said this. Are you happy now? It, everyone that was unbelievable. Would, are you happy now, folks? Are you happy? <laughs> you have to be happy. You, you, I mean, fans were fans were making it sound like we wanted him to go out and, and, and kiss the parquet floor or whatever. No, no, no. no. Just show some, like... This Some kind of sense of like, I'm so happy to be here. You know what I mean? And I love wearing this yes. uniform. I was hoping to do one of these, one of, you know, one one game. It hasn't happened, but this is this is this is great. This is a great step. You know, <laughs> he delivered like five of the greatest hits That's all it. in one. Honor to put it on. The love yeah. I feel from them. He did it all in one press conference. He rolled it all into one after not doing it for My six years. Like, I was listening to that. I was like this. I was like. <laughs> Blown away. Oh, man, you guys listen to this right now? This I didn't want to cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though, he actually did. He did. He actually oh, did. that's all yeah. I wanted to hear, oh, Jason. I can that's go to bed easy to today, folks. That kid <laughs> gets it. Well. He gets it, man. Resign him. Max <laughs> extension right now. <laughs> Give him yep. everything he wants. Give him his own yep, suite. That's it. Retire the number right now. That's all we needed to hear. Honestly, we we have been oh we have been like God. joking about it, but serious about it for like his entire career in Boston. We've been like, low key serious about it for four years at least. At low least. key and high key, like just yo, like just say this. <laughs> tell Off me you love me. All of it. Just tell me you love me. <laughs> one time. He did it all, all of it at wow. once. Oh my that God! Was like, yo, Jimmy's, Jimmy's emotional right now. Look at this; is great. Can you guys see? I'm like <laughs> Jimmy's gonna I'm, loop I'm that. Watering. I'm tired. Yeah. tearing up. I'm crying. <laughs> Oh but how God. Like, that's it though. Like, <laughs> the fact that he's never said it before until now, like, it just it makes you feel like, okay, this guy likes to play here. I want to put this comment up before it disappears, John. Yeah. Look at this. Man. It Appreciate you, man. So thank you, Sal. Wow. It's US dollars there, Jimmy, if you didn't know. No US, US dollar conversion. I don't have to go. All of this goes back to the mothers, by the way. Okay. Yes. Super chat money will be reinvested in yeah, something nicer call. for mom. Okay. Happy Mother's Day, mom. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's going to go hey, to my Mother's Day gift right there. This is called the internet. <laughs> Ma, I'm on the internet the right link? now. You have the URL. It's www. <laughs> <laughs> Ma, come see me on the internet. I love ya. Uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Sal. Any party, I mean, all right. Like, I still can't get over just how close this team was to losing, right? Obviously in game six. But just the fact that what the narrative would have been, right, if that was the case, regardless of what Tatum follows, finishes with, people would have been like, one for 12. Like, how could he collapse like that? Yada, yada, yada. And Tatum going into game seven, what he said after the post-game interview and all that, he had to back it up. And, man, did he do that in a big way. And I think being here, obviously, in the crowd and the game seven vibes and how electric it was in here, just it all came together for him to say what he just said. And, like, man, like, I love doing this for this for this team, for this city, and I'm ready to, to keep this going, obviously, and go back to the NBA Finals and, and win it all. Like, this is huge, man. All of it is. I mean, we're joking around here, but it's true. I mean, we've been waiting for this for years because we we've seen it before with other with other superstars that have that have brought that, that brought a championship to the city. And Tatum's obviously been showing signs of that, but that, that was the part that we we hadn't seen from him yet until today. So that's big, man. Yep. All right, let's bring it. Let's bring there in Bobby. Bobby. We, just, up, Bobby. we just heard Jason Tatum tell us that he loved us for the first time. Bobby, ever. Bobby were you ever, were you in there for that? Did you start giggling like joyfully? No, I didn't get Tatum, but 
I'm sure you had a lot of good stuff to say. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. Want to oh, run oh, it again? You finally there? You did it. Want to run again? I, hadn't, I haven't heard it now. He got down on a Fine. knee. One more time. One more. He got down on a knee and proposed. <laughs> First time. Here you go. You Wait. seem to respond more so than ever with this crowd and really fed off of them tonight. Did you? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can't, you know, express it enough. Um, the the genuine love that, you know, I kind of feel from the crowd, um, you know, whether it's pregame, during the game at the free throw line. Um, you know, I've been here my whole career, right? You know, it's, I feel, you know, I, you know, feel that they embrace me, um, you know, almost as one of their own. And, uh, you know, that means a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I love being here. I love getting to put on this uniform. I love getting to uh, play big games, put on big performances in, in, in front of them. Um, and they feed off, you know, emotion and energy, right? And uh, it's reciprocated. And can't express enough that, uh, you know, I, I just love being here and love playing in front of this crowd. Yeah. Look at that, Bobby. Bobby. Congrats, Sherrod. Sherrod made it. <laughs> this is this is great. Yeah. I, what a contrast to after Game Five, where he's like, "Yeah, we've been booed before." Hey, this is this is a super impressive turnaround in this series for these guys, and Tatum in particular. I don't know, and it's always tough to compare to something in the moment. But I can't think of a player who was so lost and out of a series quite like this, turning it around to play at the best we've ever seen him between the end of – and you tweeted something to this effect, John. The end of game six, the fourth quarter, and these four quarters here, perfect basketball from him. And even, you know, it was, it was the very end of that fourth quarter where he hits the four threes. It was late. Yeah, he's deep into that fourth, and he still had five minutes out. to go. Yeah, but this to me tonight was his best game ever. Working the mid range early, doing those two passes through the post to get the other guys threes was a effective counter to the double team, and I think kept Philly away from overusing it. And then the finish, all those step backs. That's that's him at his most unstoppable. And I talked to Tyrese Maxey and and Bede and some of those guys on that side, and they're just like. It's nothing he can do when he's doing that. And that's unstoppable stuff. And this is the guy we saw early in the year who was in that MVP conversation. He, That guy hasn't appeared probably since midseason. I, I, he slept so much through the end of the year and then into that first and second round. He just wasn't playing good enough. And this is finally Tatum at his potential. And I think Tatum at the best we've ever seen him here tonight. <laughs> It was not good enough. It's a good point, Bobby. Um, every every start um, was a letdown. It was fine, but it wasn't good mm-hmm. enough considering you need your stars to win you one or two games a series. You know, like, that's just how it goes. Like, y- you need it. Like, you can't have good enough and okay because that puts a lot of weight on – a lot of heat on other people who are not the stars to have big, big moments. You have Marcus Smart saving his ass for most of game six. You know, Rob Williams in the defense. Um, you know, J- Jalen Brown being the guy while he wasn't the guy early. You know, like the Celtics are lucky they have that luxury, 
Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're lucky they have that luxury. But what, what this means on a larger scale for me, think about how the fate of Celtics Nation changed from midweek or early in the week, Tuesday, when Jalen Brown makes all NBA to now when Jason Tatum finally tells us that he loves us. Like, think about how different you feel about uh, the Celtics and the Celtics not going out like total chumps in six games because that could have changed the narrative. Like whether you want to stay or not, I'm not sure if management could keep this bum ass core around because you just got ragdolled and That's it didn't we- happen. They completely re- they rewrote their entire future. It's a real sliding doors moment from that fourth quarter on to 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 going forward and who knows what possibly ending in an NBA title. Completely rewritten scripts if Tatum doesn't knock down a couple of threes and shake off whatever the hell was going on in that game six, the entire franchise could be, could, could have been different. And it's amazing, uh, you know, where we are right at this moment, considering how low and how, how bad things were just, just a short while ago. Yeah. They saved the core. There's no doubt about that. And they saved so many things and it's, it's so crazy. You see coaches jobs get saved. You see players remain, you know, you see how it goes. It's a friggin' cold, cold league. Monty Williams wins coach of the year twice. And he's, he's the reason Phoenix is out gone. Yeah. You know, like it's unfair to coach. Is they wrong? Things are going to change in Philly now. Hey, who knows if they're even in the picture next year with what's coming and Embiid, who knows? You know, he signed long term and he sounded optimistic and did the Giannis thing post game. Uh, yeah, not a failure, all that. Harden, though, and you already had the rumblings he would be out of here regardless what happened. Said his relationship with Doc's okay. Hasn't thought about his future. Yeah, very disappointing. Just kind of a mellow Harden post game. And what a disaster he was. And the fourth didn't matter tonight, but I saw three straight fourths with zero points. That's that's Ben that's Ben Vallis, by the way, first of the floor podcast, also on CLNS Media. You should Love check it, it out uh, as well. Fun guys, for, it's fun from down under. Uh, a really good Celtics podcast, also on the CLNS Media Network. Uh, so, guys, what do you think? Looking ahead to Miami, uh, you know, Sherrod, Josue, Jimmy, uh, ask you guys first here: Do they stay with? But, now that it worked, we think, do they stay with double big or do you try to work Derek White back into kind of what's going stay on Stay with here? double big, but please play at least eight guys. I, I don't I don't like the seven-man thing to go the, the, the whole entire series against the Heat. And don't put one of, don't make it one of those situations where you start the series that way and then you have to switch things up. I, but the double big, I, I think you keep the double big. And whether it's a Blake or a Grant, someone out there in the front court that that's, you know, over six five. I mean, I just feel like they have to put someone else out there in this series against Miami. I don't think they're gonna. I think these are their guys. And I, yeah, again, bummed to see Grant not out there for most of this series again. Thought when they started slow from three early in this game, they need a guy like that. They didn't go in that direction. They ultimately get it got some weight from Tatum, uh, who struggled from out there for a lot of this year. Uh, so they do need that shooting against this Miami team. This Miami team's in the zone and up at a level. Uh, that the Celtics haven't seen. They saw a little bit of it in this series, but that's always a trouble for this team. And, you know, I'm going to look at this series and say what I always do. I just don't get it. I'm I'm baffled, absolutely baffled. You know, I, I love the Raptors and thought they might threaten the Celtics. I thought the Heat were about to crash and burn, and that'd be the end of them. And for them to be here after they lost that playing game where they potentially could have seen this. Talk about another sliding doors moment. I mean, they beat the Bucks. 
and then they handled the Knicks fairly easily. Uh, so I'm not going to overlook yeah. them because I've done <clears> them before and they've made me pay. Uh, yeah, most people don't really pay attention to your predictions, just, Bobby. Or there's like, too many of them to well, keep track no, of. All the fans get nervous if you, if you call them winning it. You say <laughs> the Celtics going to win, they get nervous. What up, Joel? Yeah, Celtics in four. Joel chime yeah, in Celtics here. Celtics in four, Sixers in Celtics six. in four, Sixers in no, seven. Yeah, Sixers and then you switched last time. Seven. After then game I five, you, you had it right. Celtics in seven, you were like, nah, switching. Raptors yeah. in seven, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the Heat, to me, I don't get it still. Hero's hair, I don't know how he's looking going into this series. I'd imagine he's going to miss most of it. Oladipo's out, which hurts at depth, although he's not a super important piece. They don't have the horses. They don't. And so you wonder, will there be more Celtics letdowns in this series, like ones we saw here that extend the series? The Butler thing's going to be a problem. I mean, John, you're the biggest proponent of this guy. I... I don't know how it's gonna be on Tatum. I think to but there's only one yeah, of them. But man, there's he's a problem. exactly it. He is. Just I love stealing. him. He's, he's great. Stealing but games only left one. and right. I don't know how you counteract that. Double big, I think, will be a, a good way to go there. So yeah, I agree with you. Well, here's how it's go- here's how it's gonna go. The Celtics will blow them out in two or three games, and it's at least the blow will blow them out in at least two games, blow mm. them out. And then the question is, are you going to lose every coin flip game? Because Butler's because you're going to be out my out spolstered and out butlered in those games. And if you do, you'll lose the series, but they're going to absolutely eviscerate them in a couple of games that won't even be close, which means you got to win a couple of the coin flips in those closer games where they are in there. And, you know, some of your worst tendencies can creep in, and some of the stuff that these guys are known for, um, they can, they can, they can kind of do to you. Um, but are they gonna? Is that gonna happen four times to them? I don't think so. They, you're not getting blown out. You're not getting run off the court by this team. So no, uh, it's the same. Are they gonna lose? Are they gonna lose? Every, they gonna lose to be every a grinded out game, game loss. You know, I just, I just yeah. don't see it. Honestly, I'm not ready to make my prediction yet. But yeah. it's obviously going to be a Celtics uh, victory or a series victory and it's not even a knock on Miami credit to them for even being in this position. Um, it's, it speaks Absolutely. to Butler. It speaks to Spolstra and a couple of those, those role player, role player guys. But I mean, with hero out, they're just lacking on the, that offensive end and the Celtics are too talented. They really are. I mean, this would be, this would be the most embarrassing. You might as well lose to the Sixers if you're going to bow out to the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. That would be worse than losing to the Sixers. We almost did, Jimmy. And yeah, again, that right. game six. The Sixers, I think, are better than the Heat. You go back to that game six, and it was such a scary moment, the way that game was going. Mm-hmm. I'm just still baffled by the turnaround here. And it's a big credit to them. That That is why I switched my prediction after that is because I was just so impressed by the game six. I, that's one of the most <laughs> impressive things this team's ever done. And I know – Everyone's throwing out Tatum's game six at Milwaukee. I I still think that's such a different situation because I, it was it was a better t- it was a uh, that that game Bobby's hard to put behind this one because he they needed him all the way down to the wire to win that one and it was a contested game. Tatum was just Tatum I mean for the last like 10, 15 points Tatum scored here was with the game already over, you know? So like they needed every friggin' single one of his 46 against Miami. Yeah, you're right. They, they extended them. themselves to a massive degree in this third quarter here. They, they need, and they, what yeah. So th- that, that's the only difference, but in terms of quality of play, he played, a you know, it was amazing just how well he was playing in almost everything that he did here. Um, guys, final thoughts here before we wrap it up. And again, we live to we live to play another day. We're very thrilled oh, about, about that, that because that was far from a guarantee. Uh, 
familiarity here. Third time, four years against the Heat. Kind of wanted to see somebody new just to try yeah, something sure. new. No, but, I love Miami, um, man. Mixed would have been fun. Yeah, this is been personal really for Miami, fun. too. Yeah, you like it because you like going no, to Miami. This is, That's this why is you one of the, like Miami. This is probably the only – I mean, other than the LeBron-Curry thing we just saw, which was cool, this is probably the only rivalry in the league. I don't even see this as a rivalry. Maybe that's wrong. No, Celtic Sixers is a bigger rivalry than this. Do they have enough? Um, Celtic Bobby, yeah. I, Bobby, Celtics Knicks would have become a rivalry. That's why it would have. Celtics Knicks would have been. Would have been. That would have been fun. But I mean, the Heat, the Heat won the series in 2020. The Celtics ripped it from them, and I can't wait to hear the Heat because you know Struess is still pissed about the out of bounds call. You know Butler's probably still pissed they missed that shot, and Bam's just oh, yeah. Spolstra just always kind of generally pissed. Uh, <laughs> so they're going to be one. That's that heat squad, culture, Bobby. Uh, coming into the series, I'm 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 blown I'm blown away by them. I don't I can't believe they're here. But this is another. Yeah, the ultimate apology came for you, Bobby. We're not going to make you, we're not going to make you take it right now. We're not going to make you do it. Just, as long as everybody knows, this team looked like they were yeah. falling apart, we and here they are. We are going to wrap it. Um, we want to let you go back and, and, and honor your mothers if you haven't already. If so of you have plans, we want you to get back to it, depending on what time zone you're in. Uh, we have taken up enough of your time, but we are here to prattle on for at least a few more games and possibly, who knows, uh, all the way down to another NBA Finals. We did not know that that would be the case a couple days ago. And honestly, we were getting a little emotional about it. So I'm glad we're going to get to hang out and keep doing these post-game shows. Thank you guys for hanging out. <laughs> Lots of love to all the moms and a special, uh, you know, tip of the cap to Sherrod Blakely, a Sherrod My graduate. Absolutely. Congrats. Got Sherrod. his masters. Check him out. Living a dream. Yeah. Living so, a dream. Yeah. Me and Jason Tatum. Living case, a dream. In case, <laughs> yeah, in case, case. Wasn't, in case Jason Tatum graduated today. Two graduations today. Exactly. Exactly. You didn't. You didn't need a special hat to know it, but Sherrod is smarter than all of us. And now this, yeah. you know, now now he's rubbing now it's official. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, now it's that's on paper. Good. Now yeah. it's official. It's on I paper too. I think he's too. gonna have so to wear it every show, like me with the hard hat now. Every oh, every Jimmy, win. Damn it. Every win. Uh, the the. I mean, that, that's, 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 that's one thing. You know, you can't. No one could ever take that away from you, man. You gotta get a degree. You should rep it the rest of the rest yeah. of the way, man. Oh, Joe Sway. It's like you the people who run a marathon. They walk around with the uh, tinfoil blanket for like three days after. That's like Sherrod. <laughs> you know what though? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I love that. I, I my, my marathon day is not complete until I said congratulations to at least like 15 people who I see walking around. All wrapped around up in the thing. Uh, I, I, I think it's a little much. Personally, I'm, I'm joking, obviously. You can't put that back on after that. I, I, I have mad yeah. respect. But anyway, thank you guys for hanging out. We're back on. Game one is on Wednesday. First two games here. So uh, we'll be back. But we will have some preview okay. material. Uh, we'll also... We'll get to talk to the Celtics and the Heat when they come to town, too, and hear what they have to say uh, about yeah. this matchup. Should be fun, but we play on. We're with you for probably at least two more weeks, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys for hanging out. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. 